Hey guys, what's up? This is Ness. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heart on the Mic. We are a podcast that talks about life experiences that have played a significant role in who we are today and are shameless about talking about our stories because we know the value of speaking up. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking to two special guests and we are going to be diving into conversations and touching on things that we've never even talked about together. have two special guests with me and possibly a third if my sister decides to join us. Um, but yes, I said sister. I have my sister Priscilla and Yolanda with me in studio today, aka at my parents' house. So I just wanted to hop on and do an episode with them. We don't know, don't know what we're talking about, but I know our conversations are always fun because... We all have different perspectives, and we don't always get along, so we'll see what happens here in this conversation. (laughs) But one of our biggest disagreements is we all have different perspectives about our upbringing and our best memories and our not-so-great memories. So um, do you guys want to say hey? Hey. So that's Priscilla, a.k.a. Billy, in case I refer to her. Um, as Billy during the recording, and then we have Yolanda here. Hi guys, you can follow me at hashtag Yolstrabs. <laughs> Shout out. As well as, what's your IG handle? Pris- hey there, Pris. I well, that's my hashtag. Oh, I don't have a hashtag. You we'll should make one. But yeah, find Yolanda's hashtag. <laughs> hashtag trying to do this mom thing. <laughs> so yeah, they're both moms, so if you hear any crying or the door open, it's because... Their kids are their priority, so we may get interrupted, but it is what it is. Back to what I was saying, we all have different perspectives about our upbringing, so I guess I can start with my first question. You guys, not all at once, but what is your most fond memory about your upbringing? Oh, I I can answer this one. Okay. Obviously, moving in with mom and dad again. So I was reflecting on just growing up how every weekend, dad would um, just throw all of us and all the other kids in the car, and we would go to Corona Del Mar Beach Mm -hmm. every weekend. And um, another thing is him always waking up on Saturday mornings and making banana shakes and French French toast. toast. So I was just reflecting on those things, moving back in, how it's just, um, that's something that I, I always reflect on, and what is, and I think, what is that thing going to be that my girls are going to mm-hmm. reflect on as we get older? Yeah. Obviously, they're still little, so there's a lot of, like, adjusting and stuff, but as they get older, I hope that there's something that I find that they will remember, but growing up, that's one thing that I remember. Do you guys, like... Remember those? Yeah, I always remember the French toast, the banana shakes, and then stopping at the grocery store on our way to Corona Del Mar. I remember the banana shakes without sugar in them. Oh, mine had sugar. (laughs) Mine definitely had sugar. That explains the difference in you guys. (laughs) Dad would never put sugar. Oh, Dad, when when I was losing weight, when I was still living here, it's just you two had already moved out. 
I was losing weight. Um, Dad was trying to, like, he was trying to help me, and so he would make banana shakes in the morning again, but he would put sugar in them, and I couldn't drink them because he was putting sugar in whole milk, and I wasn't drinking whole milk or sugar because whole 30. Yeah. So I was like, oh, thanks, Dad, and just, like, Okay, maybe he put sugar and not enough because I always felt like there wasn't any sugar Mine in there. Mine were bomb. Well, they were still bomb, but I most definitely remember his French toast as, like, my highlight. Yeah. Um, but I guess those shout-outs are to mom, <laughs> I mean, to dad, but there's a whole bunch of things that I remember about mom, too, especially waking us up in the morning since we're not morning people. Oh, God, um, God forbid. I think, yes. like, my good memory of mom is just her always taking us with her no matter where she went. Like, yeah. that's another thing I was talking <laughs> Even if to. she forgot you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> with me everywhere. <laughs> Mom would not just, like, let anybody watch us or leave us anywhere, and I find that I have that in me with mm-hmm. the girls, and I'm just... I think I was reflecting on that and how um, her, like, hustling to get, well, at least for me, for cheer, waking us up right early, um, and the, some of our cousins who were doing cheer as Right, well. didn't she get a limo for you guys and everything? Yeah, yep. she got a limo for us one day for a cheer competition, doing our hair I like that's another memory I always have of mom is just like hustling to get us to cheer and to make sure we were always doing something to stay busy yeah I remember like mom always made sure that she had us with us and I think that also goes with me and Ezra like Ezra's only not even three months but I don't like don't want people with him that aren't our family but she always had us with her and she always made sure we looked good not saying we're, like, the flyest family, <laughs> but, like, she definitely would not leave the house if she looked good and we didn't. Yeah, yeah that was her biggest pet peeve. Like, she yeah. could not stand if, like, if I was walking down the stairs and I looked dusty and she would, like, go upstairs and put something else on, you know? And to the point I don't know of where she would get mad at us. Yes. I don't know where it went wrong with me because I just leave the house whatever. <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> like, whatever. Now? Now. 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 Same. Well, now that we're adults and we have to prioritize. But, yeah, I remember that specifically about mom, is that we always had to dress our best, and that's why, like, I stopped wearing Sunday dresses, because I was just so over it. <laughs> well, I forgot to mention, since you guys mentioned your highlight about dad, mine was, by the time I was going to school and things like that, dad was doing the, like, morning duties, mm-hmm. getting us ready yes. for school, dropping us off, feeding yes. us breakfast, so that um, mom could sleep since she did graveyard, and, um... He would do our hair so nice and brush it perfectly with no hair sticking up. But once it got to recess, my hair was like a fur ball because he never put hairspray. All he used was water. water. So that's something I'll always remember about dad um, is that he wouldn't like give us gel or anything as much as our hair looked really good after school. It looked like he didn't even do our hair because he never put anything else other than water. But like, like reflecting on on like just these little things it actually is making me realize like how much dad actually was Was involved in our lives and I think that so much of our (laughs) minds upbringing yeah we just think like we refer to mom a lot but I think that's just a natural instinct yeah um but yeah like I feel because I think if you asked me just off the top like I guess you wouldn't have asked but like how present was dad in our lives and I would say probably like 50% but actually he's he's been like full force yes he has his priorities and his other things but he did his part he didn't yeah. he didn't like neglect 
his duties as a dad. The other day when I was here, Dad even mentioned, like, oh, at that time I was working, like, um, from 8 to 6, and I had to have to rush home to get to church. And, like, when he said that, I, it challenged me. I was like, oh, my God. For me, always thinking, like, Dad was never home. Dad was never home. Well, he was at work, and then we had to go straight to church, but that was his second job. job. Yeah. But then he also brought up, yeah, but before that, I'd uh, take you to school, and it literally took me back to him doing my hair in the mornings. And I remember one thing I'll never forget is one time Dad was doing my hair in the morning, and I went like went to go sit down like on the toilet, like it was closed. And he's like, "No, don't don't sit there. Those are dirty. We don't sit on those." Like just little things like that. I was like, I'll never forget because that was his job as a dad. Yeah. You just gave me like a flashback of like being in the restroom with Dad and his hands moving so fast that his rings would click <laughs> when he would be getting yeah. us ready. But like you said the exact word. Like when I think of like Dad's presence in our life and things like that obviously he's always been there but the difference is is he's had those rushed duties yeah his even, duty was to get us to school exactly. on time fed dressed looking good and ready to go one time I, we were leaving the house and he's like did you eat i was like oh no he literally turned back around the house and made me eat before we got yeah to he wouldn't let us leave without eating if we didn't have a banana a yogurt cereal or something he wasn't cool with that, and the thing is, none of us are breakfast people, or at least me and Yolanda mm-hmm. don't eat in the morning, Priscilla eats 24-7, but, like, all that to say, like, you guys said it's natural to, like, think of mom and, and, and upbringing and stuff, but, like, dad's presence is there, it was just in a rush sense, it was the getting ready to go and out of the house to go to school type of thing, and, like, making sure we grabbed our lunches that mom packed for us, so that when she picked us up after school and things like that, we were just ready to continue with her, but... Both of them have always had more than one job at a time. And part of and those they did rushed well. mornings were the fact that we never lived close to home. To so, me, we to never school. lived close to school except for one time in Garden mm-hmm. Grove. And I remember, like, Dad, that time he circled back to the house. He, we were in Anaheim. He had to drive to Westminster to get us to school. And he circled back just so I could get food. And, yeah. And I was like, and Mom would be like, did you make to school on time? And sometimes <laughs> it'd be no because he literally would make us eat. Well, not only that, too, though, it wasn't just us that Dad was getting ready. Yeah. Like, there was always more than us in the car. It was about getting who else lived with us out of the house as well. And it was always a minimum of two to three other kids that were going to school with us as well, too. So that's something that I know has played a big role in all of us and who we are today and, like, the kind of space that we like in our life or just our interest is the fact that mom and dad have always, like, extended a helping hand and that we've always had people living with us. I remember there was finally one time when we had nobody living with us and we were bored. When and there was, was one time. <laughs> there was just one time where nobody was living with us in Fountain Valley. And, and then, then Harvey and Gabriel Harvey, came. Harvey, Gabriel, Christian, Fred, and Caesar were coming over. But before... Like, when we just moved to Fountain Valley and, like, finally got our spot and had, like, nobody, it was boring. And then, yeah, then right. Multiple people started Jimmy moved in close to us, and then Gabe moved in. So, like, my memory of Fountain Valley timelines it's is horrible. horrible. I just remember, like, bits and pieces of, like, oh, yeah, we live there, we live there. I got you down. So, <laughs> so I think maybe, I think thanks to Vanessa, just, like, last week she refreshed my memory. So maybe when we moved from Fa- into Fountain Valley, we just went through a tough patch, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's why no one was actually living with us, because we ourselves had nowhere to live, That's right? exactly yeah. why. We had just came into our own again. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was living with 
Julie Ortega. Yeah. For at least six months. Yeah. And we've never honestly talked about that patch because it was like a weird time in our life where like you lived with mom. Well, there was and two me points. and her lived with dad. There was two times where we didn't have. That's a what place. I was gonna say is that there's because two points where I lived with Julie. So yeah. Well, point, before we moved in here, you moved yeah. with her, and then after Tust during Tustin, you lived with her because we lived in Tustin. And then, um, no, when you and then we Fountain moved Valley. to Fountain Valley, and then from Fountain Valley, then mom and dad were couch surfing, like, yeah. Um, no, so what happened was we went to Tustin because uh-huh. I went with mom and Julie, yeah, and, and me and Billy lived with Tustin. Dad. And then from Fountain Valley, mom and dad had just came from Santa Ana, they were with Sarah and George. No, Fa- from Fountain Valley was here, no, for, yeah, but before Fountain Valley, Sarah, no, there. I mean. Sarah and George came straight here. Really? Maybe yeah. I just have these two apartments, these two condos. Yeah, because it was Tustin, and then from Tustin, Mom and Dad got back together. Then we got the Fountain Valley house, and then from Fountain Valley, Mom and Dad moved to Garden Grove with um, Elsa. You're and right, then from you're right. Elsa to Sarah and George, and then here. You're right. Oh, my God. You guys just took me on, like, a whole... Because I remember Aldair picking me up from Elsa's one time and me even... being, like, so thrown off. Yeah. Okay. I was like... No, I don't live here. Like, you know, like... Yeah, that's so true. So, at that... So, so, explain that again, because... No, so, let me say. We lived in Orangewood, and that was with everybody. Not, like, the off place of Orangewood. Orangewood. Off of Orangewood. No. The street was <laughs> called Orangewood. Yeah. We never lived in Orangewood. <laughs> we lived off of Orangewood in Anaheim. And Euclid. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, it wasn't only us, but it was... Everybody. Our foster siblings, technically Gabriel, Chena, and Angie, are foster siblings. Daryl and they fostering two other kids. On top of that, we had an additional two to three cousins staying with us over weekends and, and then stuff. And then we had Carol and Crystal. Yeah. At this point, it's about, we're going from a house of 15, my mom and dad being the head of that. It went from a lot of friction to um, my mom and dad splitting up for... What? It was a summer, About because a summer. I remember yeah. Joseph telling me, like, hey, are you okay, when I went to sign up for 8th grade at Jordan. Yeah, so it was over a summer. I barely realize this now, but all this played a role in, like, our sister dynamic. Yeah, our, our dynamic, for sure, because this is when, like, we, like, win our own ways. So at this point, it happened literally from one day to the next. I clearly remember that. Yeah, just I don't so, remember. I literally remember mom just coming home and being like, I'm done. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm taking you and your sisters. And I was like, deuce, deuce. I'm not going anywhere with you. I'm staying with my dad. I recall the and, exact day. Yeah, and I was like, and my sister, bye. I kind of like was like, you're tearing up our family and leaving everybody here. Mom, Marissa, and Yolanda dipped out, went to Westminster, me and Billy stayed. And Wait, did I? Was I even around at this? You were, you were like, like in, in a wave. Yeah. At this point, Carol and Crystal were actually already moved out. So then you were like kind of hanging out with Crystal and sleeping at her place a lot. Then why did Carol move in with me, Mom, and Julie? Because Crystal was gone, but Carol was still oh, like okay. in that room. It was Gabriel, um, Harvey, who were at the house at the time. So then me, Gabriel, Harvey, and Billy unofficially moved to Tustin with Dad. So yeah. how did that happen? That house from... Because Dad already had it. We had a second house. It was house. the home. Yeah, we had two houses at once. <laughs> so we moved into the home. <laughs> we had a free house. Yeah, we had a free house. <laughs> a free house. mini mansion, actually. Literally. Okay. So we moved into that house. No, Carol moved with us. 
not right she away. She shared a room though with Pebbles, but partially she was at she was at Julie's with us for a while. Okay. I remember. I'm yeah. sorry, but like you don't remember any of this. How do people? Like, yeah. How do people free ride on other people during obviously hardships, a difficult time? Yeah. I mean. I honestly think it was so difficult, partially because I wasn't there, but partially because I probably didn't even want to deal with any of this. I remember Carol taking me to the house after Dad had to pack the house up like that. In one day to the next, because rent was due like that week. I remember the house literally being packed up. Carol was, was living with us at Julie's, and Carol took me to the house. I don't know for what, but I remember just walking in and, like, crying. And no one was there. It was me and Carol. Um, she had the keys, and I was just crying, like... Where'd my house go? And yeah, I clearly remember my last, my last glimpse in that house. Nadia took me out because she knew like all that we were going through. We went to the movies. Just came back from a good day. And literally driving up to the house, I just got emotional. Like back to reality. Well, came in. Basically, the whole house was empty, and it was just boxes in the room that we needed to take out to take to test in that were mine and yours since you weren't there to pack. I was gonna say I don't even know. I, I wasn't part of that packing. Yeah. I was so the I did. Well, me, you, and China shared a room, but at that time, China was already with her foster family. I think I packed up mine and your stuff, and then moved to the house with Harvey, Gabriel, and Dad. So being in that dynamic over the summer, I was still hanging out with you because we went into like right. cheer and stuff like that. So then, like me and Yolanda got close because her dynamic with mom and dad was like rocky because of everything that happened so she would just like hang out with me when she needed like a break well I remember even feeling like I can't like dad like I remember yeah. feeling like and that's like how that. I was about mom like I remember mom's like mom went to drop off me and Marissa to Tustin one time and me feeling like like what do I do like I felt so weird like and it's weird because we were already teenagers like we weren't little kids I was a sophomore I believe and then you were so I was in eighth grade grade. yeah Yeah, so I wasn't in cheer yet but I was definitely in my own so what grade were you then I was a I'm sure I was a sophomore you were a sophomore because I was going into eighth grade you're becoming a sophomore so you were in cheer but you weren't in cheer with me but I was close to Cheyenne Lynette but so was I graduated at this time yeah Yeah. I was yeah, sure, because, because you were working at that job, you made really good money, and I was always like, I wonder what Priscilla spent her money on. <laughs> I, I still probably don't even know. Yeah, you made really good money, and, like, it was, like, a really hard time for me because I was like, okay, I'm here with my dad, but he has, like, everything going on. I'm mad at my mom just because I want to be mad at her. <laughs> Yolanda's mad at my dad, so then, like, because she doesn't understand. Yeah, because my mom's mad at my dad. And then you were always out. So, like, all I had at that time was, like, church and Gabriel and Harvey and my boyfriend. Like, that's all I had. So, at that time, it was Dang, just, like... Dang, he's gone through a lot with us. For real. <laughs> From there, finally, like, mom finally came over maybe, like, almost a month and a half or two months later, like, for, like, a barbecue. I remember that exact barbecue. Yeah, just for a couple of hours because she was, like, you know, her and dad were men- mending whatever they needed to do in their marriage. Marissa and, was with mom, obviously, this yeah. whole time. Marissa was with mom, but she would come over to visit because I remember the guys would get excited when Marissa came over, especially Lalo. Do you and remember Brian. that picture I sent recently of Marissa on dad's lap kissing him? She's a little baby, like a little toddler. We were at Denny's, and I remember mom and dad were separated at that time. Yeah. That's, I remember that. Going into this whole, like, rabbit hole of a rant is to say that, like, going from that many people in their dynamic to spending that time apart like they finally decided like hey we're gonna you know work through this 
we'll get a place on our own and have nobody but us and the kids. So that's what took us to Fountain Valley. Yeah. And it was the first time we lived in an apartment, actually. Mm. Going to Fountain Valley, that in itself was a huge downsize for us because we went from living in one huge house on Orangewood to, to living in the Tustin mm-hmm. house that was, like you said, a mini mansion to a two-bedroom. Me and you and Billy <sighs> shared a room. It was a two-bedroom. And then Mom, Dad, and Marissa shared a room. And then when Gabriel and them came in the picture, sometimes Gabriel and Harvey would sleep in the room with us on our California king size. Yeah, I have pictures of them, like, us hanging on the room on the, like, the webcam. So, yeah, at that time when we, like, first moved in and transitioned to that, like, you finally came back home, and it was just us. And I remember being completely bored out of my mind, like, where's everybody at? Like, I... And that for you guys, it was more so, like, finally, like, I'm sure for you, it's like, nobody's I with us. I think right around that point is when... Cause when we moved but Aldair was already in the picture then. Yeah, Aldair didn't know anything until yeah. one day. Um, I don't know, someone was driving, but I was in the car with Aldair, and I was like, where's my phone? I can't find my phone. Jeanne had dropped me off at church. After church, I was with Aldair and whoever, and I was like, I can't find my phone, I can't find my phone. Aldair, please call my phone. He kept calling and calling, and Cheyenne answered. She's like, hey, Aldair, let Yolanda know she left her phone at home. And Aldair was like, Hey, your phone's at Cheyenne's house. Like, why is it at Cheyenne's house? And I was like, oh, I just, I just, oh, I left it there, like, trying to play it off that I didn't live there. Oh, really? Heck yeah. no. Uh-uh. Like, and then finally, they, like, he called on, like, oh, she lives here. And then one time, Cheyenne's friends were like, your mom's so cool. She lets you stay the night here, like, whenever you want. And I was just like, oh, my God, they're going to find out, like, I don't have my house. Like, I was so nervous. And so when I went, when we finally made it to Fountain Valley... I think that is, like, the root of all my anxiety. Because then yeah. we finally came back home, and that's when I was so anxious to go back that to school. That makes sense. I just thought of that right now. Because that's when my anxiety started. I know. I can be therapeutic. And then that's... And then Harvey started going to school with me. Yeah. From um, Fountain Valley with Gulf Euclid. And Fred. So... What school? I was a continuation the, school. The 8 to 12. Oh. It's okay. As an Axis, still got my graduation. <laughs> Shout out to Axis for getting her through. Yeah. And that was a huge battle in itself, too. Dad almost sent me because, to boarding school for that. Yeah, because you wanted to go, mom wanted you to go to continuation school, and dad was totally against it. And at that time, too, coming back from the friction, you're already yeah. like, upset with dad and then upset that he didn't want like, yeah, support he you was going to, to continuation to school. So you were going to go to Summer's boot camp type of thing. <laughs> I think that was mom's first, like, time to have... She's not trying not to go to school. She's actually dealing with, like, a mental... Yeah. Thing. Well, mom could relate, too, because she said at that age, too, she had some type of, like, yeah. anxiety episode in her life as a teenager. So she was able to support you through that. But, dang, my boyfriend... He knew everything. I was just like, pick me up at this date. I live here now. Okay, I'll be outside <laughs> in five minutes. He would even pick me up with you. Like... So at that time, we had a lot of freedom because we hey, were... Pick me up. Well, where do you live now? Where, where do you live today? So yeah, at that time, we did like have a lot Which of house? independence because like mom and dad had Marissa too to rear within yeah. like, wow. like all I'm this going on. As a parent, though... Just now being a parent, I mean, Emma's only, barely going to be two, but there's so much that goes on in my mind that obviously she doesn't know. I wonder, like, all the things that were going through mom and dad's minds at those times, just knowing, like, maybe they felt like they failed us. Like, I don't know, it's just crazy to think. I know the first time I lived with Julie, I had no problem. Like, Julie Ortega, I had no problem. It was the second time that that's when my anxiety even rose to the deepest it had ever been. 
because the first time mom was with me and the second time she was I wasn't and that's when I lived on my own and that's when I really like mom truly entrusted Julia Ortega with raising me for at least like a year so see and I don't remember this stuff this part of the stuff because in that timeline I was just so entrenched in like my social life with the boys mm-hmm. and my boyfriend and just like hanging out with them that that I feel like that's the part of like your downfall well no, you really not were. your downfall but not downfall but the part of your like teenage life that I missed out on because I was really involved in your like high school life and do like helping you do whatever you needed to do and then, like, I got caught up in, like, working, and I left to college for a few months and came back. And then I remember at that point, while I was over there, you guys were living in Garden Grove. And at that point, I would come down on the weekends. I straight had, like, clothes at my boyfriend's house. Yeah. And I was, like, living there low-key and, like, well, telling mom and dad I was couch surfing. But in reality, I had, like, a roof over my head. But two nobody, things I remember where? from that. Nobody. Two things I remember <laughs> my boyfriend's from house. No, was, where was mom and dad living? Garden? On Blake. You were living okay. there, too. No, yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> just trying to remember what part of Garden Grove. We lived in Garden Grove so many Vanessa times. Vanessa coming home one day from Cal Baptist and me seeing that she was in Garden Grove, and I was so angry. Because I was like, wow, she's going to come from from Cal Baptist and not even tell us. So I remember that clearly. Well, I felt so uncomfortable going to Elsa's because Mom and Dad made that move without, like, me being present. So yeah. I felt like I didn't have space there. Like, it was, I felt like... It wasn't my home. I didn't have any clothes there. I didn't have anything. So I felt really uncomfortable just going there. Even though she's, like, the sweetest person ever, I just felt, like, out of my element. So I would just, like, come down, go to his house, sleep, and then the next morning, like, go visit mom and dad and then, like, say I was going People were even living with us there. I remember that. Really? I remember specific people living with us there when it wasn't even our own place. Dang. So everywhere we went, someone was with us. So even then, and you saying, like, too, you were really involved with the boys there on that time, because I remember that New Year's, you spent it at Grandma Maria's. Yeah, and from I spent there, it, I spent it every year with them. And then I spent it alone. Cheyenne spent it with her boyfriend. Aww. And I, that was my first panic attack. Dang. So I'll never forget that. No, it's not your fault. But I remember that was my first panic attack, and I, mom and dad were at the church on the street mm-hmm. doing, like, prayer, and I was, like, at that point, I was like, I don't want to, like, spend New Year's doing prayer. Oh, and that's why I remember you were with the boys. So, I, have a, yeah, I remember that, clearly. I don't know where she was. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> where you were at that point when I was off at college. You just got to tell me what year this was. <laughs> this was 2013. I met, I was already met Rudy, so I probably was spending it with him. Not leading in prayer at church. Probably, I mean, what church were we at at this right point? Right here in Westminster. Yeah, we've, we've been, been in Westminster since. Yeah, I probably was at 30. I spent it with Rolly and Muffy. <laughs> so from there, we ended up back to base. So where were you living when mom and dad were living with Sarah and George? With Crystal in Garden Grove. Again? That for sure I do know. The only reason I got out of living with Crystal at that time is because I had my Honda at that time. And obviously, we just moved out of the other house. So all my clothes were in my car, in my trunk. I was Dude, basically living out of my car. Same. And, um, I remember I would, like, wake up in the mornings. Crystal <laughs> made room for me, but obviously she, she had a, a studio, crap. so she had a lot of stuff, so I didn't, like, just bring my clothes in. So I would go in the mornings, just <laughs> go in my trunk, and, like, pull out whatever I needed for that day. Um, 
But I remember dad told, like, I think dad had a game plan because he almost tricked me. He's like, come over, we're going to have a barbecue. <laughs> I don't remember that first day that I moved in, but I do remember showing up and... Dad's like, this is your room. Yeah, he's like, this is your room here. It's for you to have. And I think because I was living out of my car, I pulled up with my clothes and stuff (laughs) in the car. I think he thought I was moving in. He was like, you, you. I'm like, I'm not moving in. I'm just living out of my car. I remember I was so excited. I was so mad. I couldn't tell him, no, I'm not living here. But, like, I could not break his heart. I feel like he was already going through a hard time. Yeah. I just said, fine. And I, I don't know. I think I just told Crystal, hey, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm not coming back. <laughs> hey, I have a house now. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I remember, too, because I was, like, anxiously waiting for you to move in because I had, like, only the boys, but I didn't have, like, my sisters. So, like, when you came in, I was just, like, I think the whole closet was empty for you. Like, I was waiting, <laughs> waiting for you. Because I was sitting there waiting in her corner. <laughs> waiting for you to move in. And you know that picture that you treasure so much of, like, Gabriel, Harvey, Harvey Caesar, and Christian. Christian. That, that was, like, when you just finally moved in. Mm. And then you, like, took the picture because they all came to hang out with us in the room. Because it's crazy. Didn't you we have like that iconic photo? Crazy. Yeah, she that took iconic. it. That's crazy because... Like, even with mom going, mom and dad going through their cap, like, dad was still raising, like, five other kids. Yeah. Some that weren't even from his part of the family. Yeah, so it's crazy how that dynamic happened, but it got me through that, like, patch. But them living with me, too, I guess is a reason why I was just with them so much, you know? But um, after that... For me, like you speaking of living out of your trunk, like I did the same thing too. One time we were driving away from my boyfriend's house and we ended up <laughs> the trunk open. No. <laughs> we, we ended up getting pulled over by gang unit. Oh. And then they take us out of the car and they search us. Ma'am? And no, literally the guy was like, Are you living out of your car? And I wasn't gonna tell the gang unit yes, yeah, so I was like, Oh no, it's just because it's um, Christmas break right now, so I took all my stuff from my dorm because I'm visiting down here right now. But I had my straight buckets in my trunk, and in the morning, too, I would just grab stuff. And then I had one luggage in his house. So my the luggage in the house was, like, my essentials. And if I needed different clothes, I would just go through my trunk. Damn. But I was embarrassed, too. I didn't want to just, like, fully <laughs> bring all my clothes in and be like, hey, I'm officially living here. But, like, even his family already knew, like... If I came, like, the door was going to be unlocked. I was going to go to his room and stuff like that. And, like, my mother-in-law now would, like, make dinner for me and stuff like that. So, like, I was unofficially, like, living there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that being, like, really embarrassing for me, just, like, sitting there on the curb. I didn't really care that we got pulled over or being searched, but just, like, that the officer asked me, like, are you living out of your car type of thing? And I was I just like, I'm really just, there in life. Like, we didn't come <laughs> to terms. Sitting on the porch with gang unit. We didn't come to terms with, like, that, not that ha- our life. Yeah. yeah. Mom and dad didn't force us to be where we didn't want to be, you mm-hmm. know? But they still, like, checked on us. And there was, like, more independence for us to be, like... This is what I'm going to do. So I was just like, yeah, you know. And the the twisted thinking is I did stay at places. Like I stay the night at Deanna's occasionally and Bibi's occasionally to live with myself telling a white line saying like, yeah, mom, I'm staying at my cousin's. Yeah, I stayed there like one or two times. But all the other times I was like at his house 
and stuff like that. But I remember them, like, texting me and checking on me, like, hey, I know you didn't stay the night tonight. Are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. So it was just, like, I remember nights like that and stuff. And then I remember mom being so excited when they got this place. Because she's like, oh, we finally got this place. It's going to be available the first week of January so that you guys can have, you and Billy can have your own room and Yolanda will have her own I don't room. even know how we ended up here. I don't yeah. remember that part so of So mom life. and dad were just super excited about that. So then, at least for me, I ended up coming because I knew it was, like, what my mom really wanted and that, like, you know, I was living out of a suitcase at the time. So I was like, okay. And then the, it was just a hard transition for me to get back into that of, like, having rules and having to be home at a certain time. And then Especially dad... Especially being so young. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, dude, how young were we? How old were we when I we was, here? Because I don't remember that part. I was 18 gonna be 19 I think because I was it was my freshman year of college and then everything happened so fast though because we moved in so then she had her episode and then shortly after that I didn't even think about it but just being so like entrenched in my way of like having freedom and I didn't realize how soon after mom's episode that I moved out and so like oh that's why I was that's why that's where all my anger came from so that's that's why um, I didn't realize it until mom pointed it out because you ended up getting married. I didn't think of that because after like mom's episode and stuff, like I put school on hold, I failed a few classes, but then on some days, like I knew like dad's work schedule and your work schedule, and I knew like nobody was going to be here like with mom. So I, I took time off work and I stopped going to my Friday class. It was a once a week Friday and I told my professor I couldn't do it. So, um, like, to me, I was, like, I didn't think I was being selfish because, like, I remember those times, like, very, like... Alone with mom. Very clearly. Like, I remember, like, oh, I don't even want to, like, talk about what I remember because I don't want to get emotional, but I remember, like, taking care of mom, like, literally, like, being, like, a caregiver. That's why there's different perspectives of it. Making sure she showered, literally bathing her, like, washing her hair, pushing her wheelchair, make sure she got her son, make sure she had, like, eaten and stuff like that, like... All those things, maybe it was just, like, traumatic for me without realizing. But once I moved out, I wasn't even, like, thinking about her and, like, the care that she wasn't going to get from me anymore. It was more so, like, the dad side of things. I already felt guilty for, like, not being a good example to you and Marissa not coming home on time and, like, rushing home from his house because I was already comfortable sleeping there at, like, 3 in the morning and being, like oh, my dad wakes up early, I gotta get home, I gotta, like, pretend I was sleeping at the house for, like, two hours or something, gotta take Marissa to school, mom wasn't driving anymore, so I was taking Marissa to school so that dad didn't have to backtrack since he worked in Santa Ana, and that was my routine every day for months. Like, all of that just piling on and just being like, Marissa and Yolanda are watching what I'm doing, and then dad had to talk with me, like, three weeks before I moved out, and he was like, hey, you're not being a good example to your sister's. So I already had that mindset in my head of like, well, I'm making good money, I can do I can do this, we can do this. And then things came up in his life and it was like a perfect yeah. window for us to be like, okay, let's move out together and get our own place. But never in the back of my mind was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to take care of my mom anymore. And then like she finally brought it to my attention. I was like, dang, like that was pretty shady of me just to up and go. I literally moved from one day to the next, like packed up my boxes, put them in the car and was like, peace, I got my place type of thing. No, I remember that clearly. Because at that point, I was going to school early mornings, and then I'd get home, and then and then I finally got the job, so I started working full-time, and then I was going to school part-time, but I remember when Vanessa moved out, I was pissed. <laughs> I was beyond pissed. Like, I remember listening in the room, 
to her and dad talking. And I remember just being so mad. Was I there while you were talking to dad? Maybe in my mind I like pictured how it went down and I think I was present, but I I highly doubt it wasn't. I know you weren't because I was listening in the I room. moved out April of 2015. Um, and you and were already, already married. married. You were what, like so two I months wasn't. married? Yeah. Because you got married in February 2015. Yeah. And then I remember, yeah. so I remember all that. And then I remember Vanessa moved out and then I had to see her at work and I didn't talk to her for like... <laughs> A while. I was so mad at her. I wouldn't talk to her at work. And I remember even telling, I think, Hema or someone, like, oh, no, I'm not talking to my sister. I'm going to ask her. Was, like, because I remember there was a period of time that I wasn't talking to you either. Was this all the same time? Like, not that I wasn't talking to you, but I was so mad at you. Well, because I remember. I don't no, know. You weren't you weren't married yet. I wasn't married. No, yeah, so I was mad. And I remember I had to Jeez. see her to go to the restroom. So if I had to walk out of the office, she was the front desk. I didn't area. even know you were mad at me working together. And I was so mad I wouldn't want to talk to her. And then I remember, so I was making good money, so... Well, you guys I, had to not be that mad, because my birthday was just a few weeks later after I moved out. Well, I was, because then I, <laughs> then I went to Sydney and visited Karina, and she was saying, like, I think you're going to come back here. And I at the time, I remember we went to Bondi Beach, and we were at a cafe, and she's like, I really do think you're going to end up coming back. And I started crying. I'm like, I can't. I can't come because then I'm going to leave my mom and my sister is already left. Mm. I remember crying. Like, I can't do that. Like, the responsibility's on me now. And so I remember feeling that guilt of, like, I can't abandon her. Like, so I think subconsciously I was feeling like, I was mad at you guys for not being here. Not you, like, because you got married. But I remember being Whatever. like. Whatever. But I was more mad at Vanessa, like. How could she leave? Because well, she was I doing think, all the daily responsibilities. Yeah, I think, too, because I just up and left, I kind of, like, kept... I don't want to say the house functioning, but while I was here, I was... No, but you, but you, you did. were. I, I'm, like, the, like... I don't want to say foundation of the family, but, like, I'm the peacekeeper. Like, if mom... The backbone. Like, if mom argues with dad, she's like, can you just tell your dad? I'm like, mom, just chill. Like, pick and choose your battles, YZ, or, like... I talk to dad in a different way about, yeah. like, not I think, mom. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I and think then, you just, you've learned how your approach. role in all of our lives and, like, how you know how to approach us. Whereas me, like, for example, if there's something that Chubbs, something bug, bugging me about Chubbs, I haven't taken the time, like, just yeah. truthfully, to be like, okay, What's a matter that I can sit and talk to Yolanda? <laughs> like Vanessa has. Instead, it's me. Instead, I'm just like, okay, I just like won't talk to her for a minute and just let her chill out, and then we'll come back at it. Unless tomorrow. you're really pissed. Well, oh yeah. Well, I think maybe both of you guys were so pissed off at me because it was the first time in my life that I was selfish and not thought about everybody else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we expected no, like, you, like, you guys to do what you always did. Yeah, like, you guys expected me to hold it down. Like, at that point in my life, I was just, like, the I was selfish. I just up and it, went from to one day us, to the next. we thought it was selfish, but really, you were we just didn't doing, know your role. Yeah, you were just doing well, it. Well, it. it wasn't my usual character because, yeah. like, even to this day, I'm... I was just having this conversation last night with my coworkers. I'm a very, like, thought process person. Like, am I going to buy these two hampers for this price and pay double <laughs> or one hamper for half the price and it just not be as cute? And, and literally sit in the store for 15 minutes figuring it out. I'm just, like, always, like, very thoughtful. And at that time, it was the most spontaneous move I ever made. And I didn't come to you guys to think it out or whatever. It was just between my me and my boyfriend straight did everything, like, low-key and God approved and I was like okay but this is my time to like start An adulting and live my life on my own 
and I neglected to remember my responsibilities of, you know, taking Marissa to school to help mom and dad, like, playing my, like, that second mother role to That's you. That's what I was going to say. I think at that time, I was still trying to cope with my mom's um, episode. episode, and you were holding on, like, a really big um, role in that, you know, and you who played a motherly role left, and I was like, oh, hell no. And why were you pissed off at me then? I don't know. Let's move on because I can't. You can't. You can't pinpoint it. I can't pinpoint. She hasn't like healed from that trauma. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. Maybe I just have really bad memory. But sometimes, like when you guys mention something, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I could remember that. But I think I moving in here, um, moving back in. I found a lot of like. Well, Dad has given me back a lot of my journals and diaries. <laughs> after he read them, or what? They were I mean, stored in his. I mean, waiting for her. To... Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure he read them because he's, he's like, like read this like, one. He's like, oh, I think this is yours. <laughs> Your diary today, my dad. <laughs> no, but there is a page in my diary in one of them that I'm just like venting on, um, on how much, like how angry I was with him. Um, and it was during the time that mom and dad were separating. And in one of my entries, I was even saying, like, how does my mom deal with this guy? Like, I even, I literally, (laughs) no, I literally wrote down, like, how does my mom deal with this guy? Like, for whatever reason, I mean, they must have been in a very, um, tough patch in their marriage where, to the point I was like, is she ever going to leave him or, and I remember, I remember... I had um, confided in somebody about it, and I said, you know, I just can't understand why she's still with him, and they turned around and told dad, and dad sat me down, and he was like, hey, I can't believe they would do that to you, he's like, hey, somebody came and told me that, you know, you think that your mom should leave me, and I just remember I was crying, and I was just like, yeah, I do, and after that point, I don't remember exactly what, what, um, what happened I just remember him literally telling me but I think that's why I just kind of blocked out all of that I was just like dude this is too much for me yeah deuces and who I was hanging out with what I was doing I don't even remember that either but I just tell me the year and I'll tell you it just (laughs) makes me mad that someone that you would confide in would do that and that was always my issue with yeah lifestyle is that people couldn't really be trusted with what and I think that is what played a huge role in my like marriage today is because like since day one like my husband has always been my confidant like he was someone who was out of my regular circle who I can trust with my brokenness with my pain like with my sorrows because he wasn't in the church he didn't expect me to be put together he didn't see me as a PK or Whoever everybody else seen me as and had those expectations, he seen me with like. I think here, like whoever's he's, gonna listen to this is gonna be like, "Wow, I didn't know." That's where all her anger comes from. <laughs> no, really, because, no, because no, we, really, not that we try to portray a perfect like People image you as for mom and dad or whatever, but we're just very like private people, and we like respect and honor mom and dad for who they are and what they do for us but at the same time too like we like our business our business yeah and that's why I mean that's why when Vanessa had moved out with her boyfriend um I remember being at church and my dad talking to the leaders outside 
and saying like, yeah, my sister, I kicked my daughter out. And I remember being so upset just hearing that. I was like, she, you didn't kick her out. She moved out. And I remember like, he got I upset. Think maybe because he already told her. Yeah. So And I didn't know that. Uh, and in that point, in that conversation, I was like, I heard the conversation. She left. I remember him telling in front of the leaders like, don't talk to me like this, and me, like, going at it with him in front of all the leaders, like, in the parking lot, like, I was mad until I, got, <laughs> I took off, and Vanessa calls me, Vanessa calls me, yelling at me, who do you think you are disrespecting dad in front of everyone, and I remember just being like, I was defending you, and I remember her yelling at me, and I was so mad, wait, she, so how did, how did you find out dad called you? I have no idea, so but, she told me, she told me, just because I'm not there doesn't mean I don't know things, I remember her telling me, like, People talk Wait, to me. Wait, was I there? No. Maybe no. I called. But I remember that call shortly after me driving off and being being mad. Like, how dare she be mad at me for defending her? <laughs> also, another issue was there was always someone watching me. And that's when I eventually stopped going to leaders' meetings. <laughs> I tapped out for a little bit. I don't know. It was, like, just a weird time, though. And I just I just remember, like, but once I moved out, you're right. I was so pissed off at you guys, now that I think about it, too. Because when you guys came to the housewarming party, I was upset. I gave you money at the house when we no, party. No, I was upset at that time because you guys weren't talking to me. And I remember telling him, I was like, my sisters aren't even talking to me. Like, why can't they just, like, respect that I moved out and I'm doing my own thing and stuff. And I, and I remember you guys, Priscilla, she's very, like, even-tempered. But when she's mad, you're, like, pretty, like, petty. <laughs> why would yeah. I do? Now that I think about it, you guys were just, like, making, like, snarky comments when I would come around, like about me like not living here or being rude or like well you both had to be going oh, to church because you'd be like well you you would be church. like well if you were at church and then you would make like some other comment agreeing with her and I just didn't want to be around with you guys at that point because you guys like made me feel so guilty about not like, living here anymore so that was that that's the time that I was referring to earlier like when I didn't talk to you but I yeah figure out when that time was so it was when I moved out you guys made it hard on me Another thing I wanted to talk about, and it's a conversation that, well, so much for actually our most fond memories going into that whole thing. Any We had a other, good childhood. We did. Our key, this is where we disagree, is mm-hmm. because I'll say, well, growing up, and you'll be like, you act like we had a hard life. And me and Aldir actually talked about this like three days ago, Yeah, is our perspectives, is we had a good childhood. For me, I can, I'll always stick to what I have to say. Is for me, my teenage years were hard. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it went hard. There was like one time in our childhood where it got a little weird, but it was like very momentarily. Yeah, and I feel like too, like your teenage years paid such a huge of a role in my life too. And when things went down for in eighth grade for you, like um, touching on that, I remember eighth grade being so fearful to go back to school. Uh huh. After after the whole incident, incident. and I kept thinking to myself. Vanessa's boyfriend's going to be here if I need anything. He already told me. Vanessa, and I, I could, like, I remember, like, with fear, just repeating to myself, like, it's okay, Vanessa's boyfriend's going to be here. My cousins are down the street. I remember that, like, very clearly. Like, him just being a safe place for me. Like, in that rough patch for you, it was, like, an interesting dynamic for us. And then... Why? The teenage years is when our life, like, our foundation got shifted. Rocked, Yeah. Mom and dad were in a rocky place, so I don't know if they felt like, I don't know. They couldn't take those roles? Yes, I don't know if they decided to step back in the very assertive parenting, in which it gave us, like, room to figure it out type of thing. I really, 
I really can't pinpoint that yet, but I know we had differences in perspectives and stuff, but one thing's for sure is, like, mom and dad have always, like, gave us a healthy household to grow, and all of this may sound like Priscilla said, like a shock or a surprise or whatever, but at the end of the day, like, we had a very nurturing, functioning household, especially compared to our extended family where there's a lot of, like, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, in and out of jail, this and that, like, we never seen that in our household growing up, and our, our house was a safe haven for so many, for so many years, Yeah. and then once... There was no drugs, there was no alcohol, there was yeah. no abuse, there was nothing, like, weird, like, no, nothing crazy. Like, once mom and dad's, like, went through their patch and figured things out and repaired their stuff, like, I felt like we didn't have to have our crap together to be an example to who was living with us, but it was finally, like, a time for us to figure it out type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> once I went on my, um... I am who I am, I went on it. Like, no one's going to tell me anything. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, that's when I started speaking up a lot more. I think growing up, I hate. I didn't like going to church so much. They, every, like, it felt like we were going every day, but I didn't hate church. I just was like, again? But at that point, it was like, I hate the church. I'm leaving yeah. this church, and I hate this leader, and I hate this leader. And I think that's where that came from. And at that point, Priscilla was actually like, Involved, involved, right? like a, um, a core leader. After this whole teenage patch for all of us, we all stepped into marriage at a very early age too. Um, I got married when I was twenty. How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty four, I think. Twenty four, and you? I had just turned twenty two. Twenty two. Oh I was engaged for three months. Um, I was never engaged. How long oh, were you yeah. engaged? <laughs> a year. Obviously, I was getting married. So I'm like, okay, I'm moving out. We're getting our own place. I started looking for my own place. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, I don't know, I think I kind of like living out. <laughs> These things are expensive. You're like, my mom does my laundry. <laughs> my sister does my laundry. Vanessa did my laundry, but she's out. So Yolanda does it now. Literally. I don't. I I would joke around with you about when you were getting married, too. Like, you're not going to have me to take care of your room anymore. Do your laundry. What are you going to do? I rolled Priscilla. <laughs> I packed her you up. Did. I packed her up. I literally did. Jeez. So speaking of marriage, so we'll play a little game here. Trash can. Do you take out the trash? Hell no. Would you take out the trash? Um, yes, to answer your question, yes. I do. You will take out the trash. Um, do you do laundry? Yes, I do my laundry. Rudy uh, does his own laundry. He will ask, can you put this in the washer for me? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Because... I, that's not my normal duty. His okay. laundry is his laundry. And that was actually a Coming discussion. From you? <laughs> that's a discussion we had before we got married. I said, I'm not doing your laundry. He was more than happy to say, good, I don't want you to touch my wow. clothes. Because he's very particular in that sense. Rudy, I mean, he's, he's my husband, but as an outside perspective, he likes to be clean. He likes to make sure he looks yes. nice. So if that means... Me washing his pants and me accidentally drying them, he's not going to take that risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because there are... T- Rudy's clothes <laughs> are nice. day, yep, last week, he's like, babe, where's my other sock? <laughs> oh, shoot. I lost the sock. <laughs> and he's so, that guy. You better believe I was in that in that dryer like, yo, sock, where are you at? Because <laughs> my husband is looking for you. <laughs> and so, I, but like, there's another dynamic where, to me, I'm just like, 
what's you're missing a sock let me go online let me order you another pack yeah. to him he's like no. no why did you like how Where could you sock up? you literally you lose said that sock. how could you lose that sock like that's just a different and i think that's about our upbringing too yeah to him he just he, you ask him where's this nut and bolt <laughs> he'll tell you oh i put it in this bag up in the closet to the left like us moving in he knows where every. He told me I know where everything is at in our in our storage, and I like my reply was like, "Oh, I know," because that's just the person he is. He's yeah. like the bag to the left behind the drawer, and and he'll ask me sometimes like, "Oh, where's this? Let me just get up and look for it because <laughs> I'm not I don't gonna even tell know. you." <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's our. Dining. What about you? Who does the laundry? A lot has changed after Ezra. Free baby, who did the laundry? Me. Okay. Now that Ezra's here. I, I'm not. Whenever you can get to it, yeah. yeah. Take what you can now. Get. When now that Ezra's here, I make sure the laundry gets done. I'm still on laundry duty in the sense of, I'll dare. It's Put time that basket needs to go in. I'll dare. <laughs> it's been more than 45 minutes. The washer needs to run. The dryer needs to run. If not. Aldero put the first load in and won't know for two days. That's just that's just him. He never had to do laundry. So yeah. you're using your I'm accessories, aka your husband, to get it done. Yeah, yeah. you're busy with. I'm delegating it yeah. while I'm caring for Ezra. Not that Aldero can't care for Ezra, but I nurse, as you guys know. So there's a lot more hands-on duties with that. Yeah. Um, for us, my husband did his first load of laundry while in Spain because I wasn't with him. Came back, hasn't done laundry. <laughs> So he doesn't. But I have a lot do of respect laundry, for that dynamic that you guys have. But he won't complain if the laundry's not washed. It's not washed, but he's not washing it. He's not going to be like, "Where are these?" I think that's a good. Uh, Why haven't point. you washed it? I think it's different when it's like. It would have been different if he's like, you "Where's the laundry? laundry? Where's my laundry?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's the. Um, I think that's a healthy boundary. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. So he 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 respects my timeline. <laughs> Of when things get done. Any other dynamic of marriage that you guys feel we picked up from mom? I really think our, our work ethic. I think we've learned to manage. Like, we are into... I can truly say we are independent women. Mm-hmm. We, we've always made But our I still need money. my husband to open my peanut butter and jelly yeah. jar. Like, my mom has always worked for when she could. She can't now, and you yeah. know, that's fine. But when she could, she did. Yeah, and I think for mom, too, in our upbringing, I remember clearly mom cooking every night dinner. So I feel like the dinner dynamic is so important to me in my marriage, and even my husband knowing that dinner dynamic is so important to me. But he knows that at least once a week, I want to be sitting at the table having dinner and having a conversation because if anybody knew us, even in the hardships, no matter what, it was family night once a week on Mondays, and it was... How was your week? What was your day like? That is something that stuck to me and is important in my marriage is that dinner dynamic 100%. Some of those dinner times taught me some of the most crucial things. Yeah. I remember one time dad saying, um, how was your day? It was the summer. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad was saying, how was your day? And I, we were living you in said you were bored. bored. I said I was bored. And right away. How'd you know? So, you remembered? And I was so pissed at his response. He was like, um... The idol's mind is a devil's, devil's playground. playground. I remember we just being like, damn, can I be bored? Like, I was so annoyed. Like, this guy has to make everything about, you know, Jesus and the devil. But it stuck with me. The idol mind is a devil's playground. Like, that's when you start getting those thoughts. That's when... And know, his principle behind it was always keep yourself busy. Yeah, keep yourself doing something, find something. And I remember being so annoyed of that. But those dinner tables, those table... What am I trying to say? Those dinners at the table... Meant a lot. I remember at the other house, he would go on these things where he would make us pass the 
the food instead all the way of, to the yeah, right instead of crossing. There was 20 people living in that house. <laughs> we had three tables bigger than the Last Supper. And we had to pass the, t- the food all the way to the right. <laughs> I was so mad, but it taught us patience. You yeah. Know? It taught us um, principle, manners. That's what he was trying to teach us at that time. You know, and he would have us do funny things like, oh, what character reminds you of this person? And I remember Chena saying, um, the girl from Fast and the Furious reminded her of me, the tough chick. Mm. And I was so mad. I was like, you pick her? Like, was, she was like the least feminine girl. She was like, you know, tough, a tough chick. I remember being so mad, but now I can look back and be like, all right, cool. Like, I can handle my own, you know? there you have it hopefully this episode gave you a bit of perspective when it comes to our upbringings and our personalities and just who we are uh, please be sure to subscribe to heart on the mic if you haven't already if you would like to hear the second half of this conversation when it drops as always thank you for listening in to heart on the mic and your support is always appreciated Can I